Well, we're going to get started. Exactly. We're going to get started here with our Christmas celebration. We have plenty of seats to my left, your right, if you're coming right in. And we have some seats in the middle as well. And we just want to begin with some Christmas songs, some Christmas carols. And... I'll be up here in a few more minutes after some songs to officially say good morning or good evening, but we're going to uh, pray and get started here. So let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for this evening. Thank you for Christmas. Thank you for the opportunity to gather and to reflect on that which is most important. We love you. Thank you for the sound of friendship and greeting that's happening right now, Lord. We are so grateful. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, let's sing some songs, people. Let's also stand as we sing. Merry Christmas, guys. We're going to be eating a lot of food. I'm going to be eating a lot of food in 24 hours. I don't know if you've noticed my belly is extended. There's a child in there. She needs extra food. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, seats up here in the front. If anyone's looking for, I know... We won't spit or be too loud, I promise. Or fall on you. Yeah.
for Tess, all the way back from University of Michigan.
you came to rise again and tonight we honor the humble king
Born for the cross To suffer, to save High King of heaven Death is the poorer We are the richer By the price that He paid Sing hallelujah again Oh, sing
play musical microphones here. And this is, uh, my name is James, one of the team members here at the River Church. This is my oldest, Michelli. Michelli, say hello. Hi, Merry Christmas. So this is her 12th Christmas Eve service for, with the River Church. And I was just telling um, Taylor Jones, Taylor, where are you at? There's Taylor. I was telling Taylor and Becca, Taylor's our newest pastor, pastor here at the River Church of the South Bay. And little Hallie looks just like Michelli at that age. And I used to come up here and I would hold her and I would like say Merry Christmas. It's a family Christmas greeting. And so now here she is, 12 years old. And Michelli, what would you say to everyone this Christmas Eve? Um, Merry Christmas, thanks for coming. It really wouldn't be the same without you, like empty crowd. That wouldn't work. Um, but you guys are a really great crowd. And um, so thanks for coming. Merry Christmas. Hope you guys have a great Christmas. Beautiful. I love it. Very true. And true. Very true, indeed. I know this year, I think more than ever, if we had taken a picture of this, this Christmas Eve service and sent it to us last Christmas Eve, we'd all be crying, right? We'd be like, no, what, why, why are we in those masks? What's going on here? No, this can't possibly be. And so it's a really a Christmas with a lot of, like, frustration and sadness and just spiraling thoughts. How many of you have been like, I don't want to have that conversation again, but I find myself having that conversation again and again and again. I was just talking with Mia, you know, and, and it's actually really important this Christmas that we are taking our minds together like we're doing right now to that which is eternal to that which truly and utterly and fundamentally matters, to God touching earth, bringing hope and restoration in the form of a like little vulnerable baby. And so we're gonna be reflecting on that tonight. And we're just so thankful that you're with us. Um, you've gotten, oops, sorry, I got your hair there, baby girl. <laughs> you got a little handout. It has some information on it on the backs, our mission statement, if you wanna know kind of what makes our heart beat. What's our DNA pattern? It's probably something like this. Uh, but also inside, you'll get some information about our services and when we meet. This is, of course, the, our first time here in the Catalina room. Pretty, yeah, all right. <laughs> That's why we hired you, Taylor. We need that kind of enthusiasm. But we're so excited to be here. And this will be our second service location. We're always on the beach, 8.30 a.m., right in front of Perry's on Torrance Beach. We are there come heck or high water. We are indeed there. And, but our second service starting January 9th will be here at the Catalina Room. So we got a couple more all beach services uh, Sunday and then the following Sunday. And then we are going to be beach service and a second service here. So the information is inside this. We just want to let you know you're more than welcome and invited to be part of that if this is your first time or you're just figuring things out. Um, beyond that, we are truly a church that believes in church as a family. And we are going to have some two very special people come up here, Mia and April, Mia and April, that are going to lead our kiddos in a little story time. So if you're a kiddo, a little, little one, uh, you can come on up here. You actually can, there's some space in the front we've cleared for you to be able to enjoy. So I'm going to, Michelle, we'll step down and um, I will hand the microphone off to Mia.
scriptures. One morning in the spring, a voice sounded in Mary's house. Fear not, said the angel Gabriel. God has chosen you. You shall bear a son and shall name him Jesus. He shall be called the Son of God. Mary was astonished and knelt down saying, let it be done as you have said. Once she knew of the child, she began to love him. She loved him with her whole heart and without hesitation. Later, Mary made her way to the hills to visit her cousin Elizabeth. Although Elizabeth was old, she too was expecting a son. When Mary greeted her, Elizabeth felt the child move in her womb. He was to be called John and would become John the Baptist. In time, Mary returned home in her house in Nazareth. Her long wait would be beautiful and calm beside Joseph, whom she had taken as her husband. As the child grew within her, a decree was sent out from Caesar Augustus. Every resident should be counted in the city of his birth. As a son of the house of David, Joseph had to return to Bethlehem in Judea, where he was born. And so, he and Mary set out on their way. The journey was long through the icy winds of winter. The little donkey that carried Mary made slow progress. Under her cloak, the young mother protected the child within her as best she could. It would soon be time for the child to come into the world. When they finally arrived in Bethlehem, the city was so crowded with travelers, they too had come to be counted. But there was no room in the inn, no roof, no bed for Mary. In an old stable, they found rest for the night. And on a bed of straw, Mary gave birth to her son. There were shepherds in the fields watching their flocks. And while they were resting, the sky was suddenly bright. The men were terrified. Fear not, said an angel. I bring you good tidings of great joy. A savior is born, peace on earth. You will find the child wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. A child? A savior nearby in a stable? Curious, the men hurried under the starry sky to Bethlehem to search for the baby. They found him in a manger sheltered between the ox and donkey, and they brought baskets with furs, wool, and milk. Quietly, the sheep lay down. Far, far away from Bethlehem, wise men in the east saw a strange star in the heavens, and they followed it through mountains and valleys, through forests and deserts, the star led them to the stable where they found the child with his mother. 
They knelt down before him to offer their treasures of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Mary watched everything around her. These were the sights and sounds she would never forget. She kept them in her heart, and throughout her life, she would remember. Soon, she thought, we will return home. Soon, we will again find our house, our village, and our family. After the wise men from the east had left, Joseph had a dream. Get up, said an angel. You must take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt. Herod is searching for him and intends to kill him. Herod? King Herod? News had also spread to him of the birth of the new king, the prince of peace. Anger and jealousy filled Herod's heart. He alone should wear the crown. So he sent his soldiers to find all those who were newly born. His wrath was boundless. Mary's child was in danger. They had to flee. That same night, Joseph rose, determined to bring mother and child to safety. Mary sighed. The journey would be long. Again, Joseph led them. And again, the little donkey, loyal and loving, carried Mary over grass and stone. This time, however, she carried her child in her arms. Here, he was warm. Here, there was milk. Here, he was secure, protected from the world. And she would always be with her son. Always, until the end. Thank you guys for joining us. Merry Christmas. You can go back to your mom and dad. Well, thanks Mia and April and kids for reminding us of truly um, the simplest story in the Bible, right? It's the simplest story. It's the story of Jesus' birth. I mean, it's the story of a baby being born. How many here this, this evening have a friend or a family member that has experienced a new birth this year? How many? How many new babies? Look at that. That's Church Growth 101 right there. That is awesome. There's a lot of babies. We've had two in our, in our family just this year. You know, Christmas is supposed to slow us down because it's about a birth. And when you have a baby, everything slows down and gets really micro-focused, doesn't it? We've had our son and daughter-in-law in our home the last couple days, and they brought with them a baby that is 33 days old, little Delphinium Theodore Windorf. How about that for a name? When they wrap him in his little kind of heavy blanket, he looks like a taco, so they call him Del Taco. <laughs> but he is the cutest little thing ever. Um, and he has my name, Theodore. So... It's wonderful to have him in his home. But what I've noticed is the micro-focus. Everything slows down. It's all about the baby. When a baby is born, everything gets focused on that. Isn't that true? 
And this Christmas, what I want to do is just slow us down for just a minute. We're going to sing some more songs, but I want to encourage us to focus on the birth. A baby has been born. And you know what? This has been a mixture of great blessings this year. Wonderful things have happened. I mean, we found a new location for our church. I mean, we're finding new people joining us. We're, we're connecting people into our community through the church, the River Church. So many things. God's providing for us. We have a lot to celebrate. Babies, my daughter and her husband had a baby as well. Chloe was born this year as well, early part of the year. And, and we have a lot to celebrate, our babies, and lots of things that have happened, even in the midst of lots of tragic loss, of difficulty. Before I came to this service, my son and I drove a meal to a woman that lived across the street from us many years, Candy. And she's alone this Christmas, and we walked in to bring her some tortellini soup. And there were no decorations. There's nobody there. She's all alone. She's all alone this Christmas. She's suffering right now with, with the possibility of a terminal illness. Doesn't know, but her, her hope is in Christ. Her hope is in Christ. And we brought her a little Christmas joy just by bringing her some soup. And my son used to go over and play the piano for her mom when her mom lived there. Mom lived to be almost 100 years old. And she, he would go over and play the piano, and Millie would just have tears in her eyes. And Candy sat there crying as Theo played the piano and reminded her of her mother and brought some joy to her life. But you know you got to slow down to do that, don't you? Those are moments where we slow down and we focus on what's really important, the birth of a Savior. Because there is tragedy all around us. I had to write a text the last couple days to a dear friend, and I waited and waited and waited, and I didn't know what to say. He had lost his wife to cancer, remarried, sent off his son to boarding to a school, a special needs school that would provide for him, loved his son, David, beautiful boy. And he arrived, and unfortunately, he was killed by a car. And I had to write a text to my friend John, now in the midst of grief. Many of us are suffering right now from that kind of tragedy or hardship or maybe you're here alone like me I'm here alone my my kids are sick and and uh, everybody's in lockdown and a lot of people are in lockdown right now and there's people all over that are going to be alone tonight Christmas Eve and I want to bring some hope and encouragement to this community through the story of Christ being born and here's the story. Here it is. Very, very simple. It says in Matthew, when Jesus was born, that he was given a name. And very simply, his name is Emmanuel. And in that name is everything. Because Emmanuel means what? God with us. The presence of God. 
the presence of God, the comfort of God, the love of God, the confidence of God in the midst of a lot of uncertainty and difficulty and hardship and joys and great celebrations, we focus on one thing, and that is Jesus came into the world to be Emmanuel, God with us. He brought the presence of God into the world. We no longer look off into the distance wondering if there's a God when we recognize the fact that when Jesus was born, that's God in the flesh. As John says in John chapter 1, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And you know what our problem is? We often don't slow down. And we're really busy. And we miss it. And we get tied up and caught up in other things and other kinds of conversations rather than focus on what is most important to you and to me. And and what we find in the story is wonder and joy and praise and faith. We see all these things, and yet when we're really going too fast, when we run through the season, our wonder becomes routine, our joy becomes exhaustion, our praise becomes indifference, and our faith becomes fear. And this season... I want you to trade your routine and your exhaustion, your indifference and your fear for wonder and joy and praise and faith. That's what I want you to leave this evening with. Just a little bit more wonder, a little bit more joy, a little bit more praise, a little bit more faith. That God knows what he's doing. He really does. Even in the midst of this moment we're in right now, and whether it's a personal moment or whether it's a communal moment or a world moment, God knows what he's doing. He's still in charge. He's the sovereign God. And he brought his son into the world to remind us of that so that you can walk in confidence no matter what you go through. That's the simple gospel message of Christmas. Jesus comes down. He comes near. And in Matthew chapter 1, 18, Emmanuel, God comes near. John chapter 1, he becomes flesh. He becomes incarnate. He becomes like a human being, God in the flesh, so that it says he might dwell among us. The word means to tabernacle, literally means to, to live among us, to be present in our brokenness, to be present in our pain, to be present in our joys, In everything you experience, there is Jesus because of the birth. Otherwise, we would be so alone. And so many people are alone this Christmas. And they don't have to be. Because he is very, very present. Now, John tells us one other thing, and that is that he's a light to the world. That the world was in darkness, and Jesus came to light the world. What's really interesting Because in Genesis, it says that out of darkness, God created light. So in the very beginning of the Bible, everything was dark, and yet God creates, and there's light, and he illumines all of life. And this light is the life of men. That's what what John says. And yet somehow we have gone back to darkness. The song we're about to sing, O Holy Night, 
even has a phrase in it that we have turned, we've erred. We are pining in our error. Sin and error are pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. We're, we're about ready to sing that song. And as we sing that song, I want you to think of the world in darkness. And as Christ comes, there's no question there was light there. There was, there was, it was illumined. There was, why? Because that's the glory. Light is the glory of God shining down. Light is the opening up into the eternities. And without the light, we would not have a relationship with the eternal. We wouldn't have any connection. We wouldn't have any relationship. We would not have hope. We would not have a confidence. The light comes down, which is opening heaven. And at the end of John, John says, Jesus says to his early disciples, you will see me ascending and descending from the heavens. That Jesus will come up and down from heaven. He is the bridgeway. He's the ladder. He's the connector of the eternal and the present spirit, physical realm that we live in. That the eternal has invaded the temporal so that you would have wonder and joy and praise and faith instead of routine exhaustion, indifference, and fear. I don't know where you are tonight, but my encouragement to you would be that you would see that this is the greatest rescue plan of all times. Jesus came down. I was with um, a few members from our church, attenders from our church, and we went to a SEALs Future Foundation gathering. This is an organization that raises money to help Navy SEALs transition from the life of, of military service into civilian life. Talk about a massive, hard, difficult transition. Many of them don't do well in the transition. Most don't do well. All sorts of traumatic, uh, uh, psychological difficulties that impact relationships all around them. I mean, it's not easy being in that kind of an environment for, and I met this one guy this last week, Mike Morardi, and we were connected while we were at this event, and we spent quite a bit of time together, and I learned his story. Then 10 years ago, he went through a divorce, and he has two daughters that are both in college, and and he said, I got connected through someone else doing some work on a movie set. A lot of these guys go into acting, and they, they, they're able to work in that environment. or they, they find things to do. But, but he was drifting until he found the Sills Future Foundation, and he found his community. It was a lifeline. It helped him get back on track. And I said, what are you going to do Christmas Eve? He lives in San Diego. His girls were going to go visit the mom. His, their mom. And uh, that was in Colorado, so he would be alone. I said, well, come on up. Would you come up Christmas Eve? And, and he ended up not coming up, but I invited him because I didn't want him to be alone. Because I recognize how valuable a lifeline is in life. And the SEALs Future Foundation is a lifeline for these men as they make a significant transition in their life and help them avoid the mistakes of literally ruining their lives. After 20 years of service, of success, and yet even more important than that, 
is the lifeline that God brings us tonight through Christ. He brings us a rescue plan that brings light into our lives, that changes our perspective. You know that light changes everything about your perspective. When you're in darkness, it's a very difficult place to live and experience. But when light comes in, it changes your life experience. And that's what Jesus does. Would you invite him this Christmas into your life as we sing, O Holy Night? Let's do that together, shall we? Todd doesn't want me to say anything, but he's playing the trumpet. He just wanted to kind of sneak in and play. But if you all want to stand with us, our dear sweet Tess is going to lead us out as we sing O Holy Night. So felt 
going to finish our evening. If the kids have the wiggles, now's the time to get the wiggles out. You will find, if the kiddos don't already have them, which is awesome if they do, um, some lights underneath your chairs. And if we want to hit the lights, I think Taylor is the man for that one. Awesome. So if we want to hit the lights, we are going to end our night together with Silent Night. There's a knob that you can turn or a notch that you can switch. There's a couple different ones. We're gonna sing it. And then um, we've got a really fun version of Silent Night. So this is the time to get the wiggles out, kiddos. Oh uh-huh. 
cookie page she's taking the next two weeks off so you can't order anything if you want to drop your lights off in the three red baskets in the back on your way out and we have a lot of poinsettias so please take a poinsettia home with you there's some up here on the stage anywhere there's a poinsettia it's yours take it so merry christmas bless you guys we'll see you later